And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa News of PapaNews.com in Omaha, Nebraska. In just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, Deacon Millet of FourAlters.org in Joshua Tree, California, bringing us today's topic on protecting children. Afterwards, they'll take your call to offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called in the show, then you'll be on the air and risk of a presentation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-host. Miss Cat and Conjurmaline. Happy Mother's Day, Miss Cat. Oh, thank you so much. Boy, uh this this is one of those years that my birthday and Mother's Day are adjacent. Every little once in a while they they fall together, they fall apart. But I've had non stop parties. I had first the birthday party, then the Mother's Day party. All is well in birthday land and Mother's Day land. So thank you for the kind wishes and my wishes for a happy mother's day go out to every mother and uh every child in the land every child did have a mother even if they don't know them and um special thank you to my own little daughter all grown up uh, althea for a lovely mother's day brunch and it was a great deal of fun um so we have here uh, just a little time to uh, talk to uh, our co-host and tell what's going on at the shop. So let me just quickly catch you all up on the shop. We are shipping books to Amazon at a rate unprecedented in the history of our company. If you have ordered Lucky Mojo books from Amazon uh, in order to get the cheaper shipping and the lower price, and they say temporarily out of stock, just keep on ordering. We are shipping them books every day. This has become wow. quite um, interesting. Uh, it used to be that they placed an order once a week with um, us. Then it it escalated to twice a week. They are now placing orders seven days a week. So um, somebody woke up out in the universe in Amazon buyer land, and they realized that they can get our books very cheaply at Amazon. We're quite happy. We love to do it. The books will not be signed by the authors, as they might be otherwise. But for gosh sake, they're right now selling some of our $9 books for $7.50 plus $3.99 shipping, which is you just can't beat that with a stick. We still get our same amount of wholesale money, so we don't care. Go buy them from Amazon, okay, guys? <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it's a... It's really phenomenal, and um, there are some of the new books that just came out in April that we're almost ready to reprint, and it is only May. We don't, we've oh, never wow. had anything like this happen before. We are a little stunned, <laughs> to say the least, and I want to give a special thanks to Angela Marie 
and Ellen and Althea and Rowena and myself for sitting around tagging books with their little frickin' Amazon barcodes all day long. So far, the winner in the uh, race for most books tagged in a day is Angela Marie, who can tag 1,051 books <laughs> in a day. Wow. <laughs> and pack them, and pack them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was only at 900, and I had a few other things to do, too. But Rowena, Angela Marie's daughter, she hit 956 on her first day. So we've got some very good book taggers working in our world, and um, we hope to have those books at Amazon as soon as possible. There are another six large cartons waiting to go out on Monday. It never stops, folks. So uh, we don't know why. We don't know how long it will last, but thank you all for your confidence in us, and thank you for ordering for our books from Amazon. Okay, you can also order them from us. You really can. We we got them all, <laughs> but they are they are their regular list price nine dollars. All righty. Having said that, that's what's new here at the shop. Oh, and thanks to Leslie and Jenna for holding down the fort today, and Angela Marie as well coming in for a part time day. Um, and how are things in your world, Countryman Ali? Things are are great. I'm very excited to hear uh, that books are flying off the shelf. That's always a good thing, and it makes me uh, a bookworm and bibliophile very uh, happy to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, In fact, you know, it's kind of uh, interesting that you mentioned books. Um, I've begun my usual spring cleaning, which involves uh, books a lot. Um, as the year goes on, uh, I have a tendency to put piles and piles of books next to where I am, both in kind of the <laughs> living room and, and where I sleep. Um, yep. And uh, it's funny, my my, uh, my girlfriend always jokes that it's a, uh, a second uh, uh, bo- it's a second bookshelf right next to my bed. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and it's generally just me like, oh, I still have to read this or I'm still, I read multiple books at the same time. And so I've started my usual annual cleaning, which usually involves going, look, this pile of books is not tenable. You need to go back onto the bookshelves. <laughs> um, I need to do a nice spiritual cleansing. I do a nice spiritual cleansing of the house, do good some dusting, washing things down. Um, but for whatever reason, as I clean the books, rather than books going on the shelves, more books end up like, you know what? I still need to read this. Oh, you know what? I have... I think I need something from this chapter here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not as it's not as productive uh, of a, a cleaning session as I would like. Um but it is what I what I've been up to. So I've been dealing with books as well, but more cleaning of the books during my uh, kind of spring spiritual cleaning that I do. Well, you know, I I got to say I made myself a vow that um I would be cleaning up my piles of books. And, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, space to, to house and display them. And uh, yeah. I was on the phone phone with my daughter while she was on her way up to the brunch. We, we touched bases as to, a, you know, our, a time of arrival. And I said to her, yeah, this is my, my thing. What I'm going to do for this year is clean up books. And she said in one of those very, you know, oh, mom kind of, you know, voices. She goes, you don't have room for any more bookcases. <laughs> and I said, oh, yes, I do. Yes, if they're very narrow. <laughs> so we drove down to the Willowwood Cafe to um, to go have the brunch. And right 
on the side of the road, there was a very narrow cupboard with a glass front, and it said, free. Yeah. And it, oh, wow. I went there. It was a beautiful retro 1920s kitchen cabinet, dentist cabinet thing with a glass front. And all that had happened was it had a little wooden base, you know, a little foot, kick-out foot, and that had been done with mitered. Uh, joint, and the glue had come loose, and the thing, and they just threw the broken—well, it wasn't even broken—the unglued piece. They threw it in the bottom, and they took the thing out to the street, and they put a sign in purple that said "free." I was like, "Well, how about that?" So, how about that? So now I have room for at least another, you know, ninety-seven books. <laughs> I love yeah. that. In a glass fronted case. I, yeah. <laughs> I just felt the, the universe was just, it was my birthday and Mother's Day all over yes. the one. The universe yeah. smiled on my decision to house my books properly. It said, yeah. you have as many books as you'd like. Yeah, right. it, it, exactly. More bookcases for you, and they're free. So we went to the hardware store and we bought some automotive goop. Because I don't know nothing from nothing about miter joints. I just gooped it up with goop, right? And um, that's the same stuff we use to stick the statues on our car, you know. Yeah. And I got a brand new bookcase for nothing. So life is good. Um, well, anyway, we got today's topic does relate to Mother's Day. Um, and today's topic was suggested in the Lucky Mojo Forum, which is at forum.luckymojo.com. And it was suggested by someone who uses the the screen name Sunny Days, S-U-N-N-Y-D-A-Y-S. Don't know who Sunny Days is, but there is a section of the forum where people can suggest topics. And Sunny Days suggested that we do something about keeping our children safe, keeping our teens and children safe. And I thought, what a great topic for Mother's Day. And our guest today is Deacon Millett. And he agreed to speak on that topic because he does that kind of work as well. And so um, let me, without any further ado, introduce our panelist here, guest, and sometimes co-host, Deacon Millett. How are you doing today, hon? Welcome, welcome. I'm doing so good, and thank you guys for having me today because I've grown so used to spending your birthday and Mother's Day with you, and so I feel really happy that I get to. Oh yay! Um, We got we took care of all of our festivities a whole month early, and so it's been a very interesting month because normally there's this build up in May, and um, and instead there's this this glorious sense of freedom. It's very weird. (laughs) I'm sure you noticed the same thing. Well, I did because the flowers, the roses were starting to bloom. And at the time of the festival, when it's held in May, there's this contradictory impulse. Should I harvest the crop of rose petals because I'm going to need them for the shop? Or should I let them stay in bloom until the very last minute so that people can enjoy all of the them blooming during the festival and often people who show up at the festival see a lot of very pale white and pink roses and yellow roses because i've pulled off all the dark pink magenta and red roses for the dehydrator and this year i didn't i just sort of didn't think and um althea uh not my althea but althea anderson who works for us althea said um you know, you've got a lot of roses blooming. And I went, oh, my God, we've got to pull, pull them all. <laughs> so we've been we've been harvesting, but it was just that moment of, no, no, I have to let them stay until my birthday. No, we should be picking them right now. <laughs> so, 
we've been picking roses like crazy, and the dehydrators are full, and picking forget-me-nots as well. And um, we had some wonderful guests come by, and um, they didn't know that we'd had the festival a month early, so they were kind of like, when are you going to have a festival? And we're like, oh, we've already done that. And the woman said, well, can we walk the labyrinth? And they had been there the year that we had inaugurated the labyrinth. And I said, yes, Mm. but we didn't weed the labyrinth this year because we weren't going to have the festival. And I told the woman, I said, I think there's some weeds in the labyrinth, so if you feel like pulling them, just go right ahead. The lady comes back with her friend. She says, I've sorted them. These are the dandelions, these are the lemon balm, and these are the grasses. (laughs) I was like, thank you. So the lemon balm went into the dehydrator. The dandelion tops went to the chickens. The dandelion roots went into the dehydrator, and the grasses went to the chickens. And she was just the kindest woman. And she said, well, next time I'll stay in touch. And But I was like, wow, just free random people weeding my labyrinth. How cool. Wow. What a great story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so things are pretty nice. But it is kind of weird not to see you at my birthday, I know. Um, wow. Well, let's get into our topic. Um, we're going to talk about protecting children. And for those of you who are familiar with Lucky Mojo, and I think a lot of you are, um, I would first of all like to start by recommending one book um, that has a lot on this topic. And that book is Women's Work by Aura LaForest. And if you don't have a copy of that book and you do have children, you might want to pick up a copy of it. Um, Aura LaForest wrote a book called Women's Work in 2017, and it is organized into sections according to uh, the stages of a woman's life. Um, The young woman, the independent woman, the lover, the wife, the mother, the grandmother, the widow, starting over, and the hoodoo lady. And the section on the mother is really very relevant to this kind of work. It covers everything from... um, engendering a pregnancy, uh, childbirth, and all of the afterbirth concerns, and then also uh, how to protect your children. So I'm just going to recommend that book in general. Um, Now I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millett and see what he has to say about uh, protecting children with hoodoo. Well, there are a lot of different things to discuss on the topic, Um, but I guess I'm going to start with spiritual baths for kids, which also brings to mind Aurora Forest's other book. Um, and I've, I have a lot of clients who do spiritual baths as part of taking care of their kids. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a really standard thing, and they'll call me up and they'll they'll be like, "Well, now there's going to be a test." There's going to be this. There's going to be that. What can we play around with different spiritual um, bathing rituals for them? There's also, of course, um, needing to protect the home because when the kids are in the house, um, you want to keep everything else outside all of the evil influences. Um, And so there's a lot of protective rituals that we can do around the home to tie down the home and protect Mm. it. and in particular, I like uh, using Indian head pennies as scouts to kind of keep a lookout on what's going on out there. Um, and then um, I know that you've got a lot of protection packets and things that can be put into kids' backpacks and um, tucked into their clothing um, mm-hmm. and ways to use 
washes in the laundry for protective purposes. So they're they're just it runs the gamut. They're really um, so many different ways. Um, but I think that the main thing is to remember that protection is something you do as a continual habit to avoid bad things. So mm-hmm. often people come to us with the bad thing has happened. The breakup has occurred. My child has been injured. You know, the bullies are... Instead of being proactive and taking steps ahead of time. Um, and sadly, these days, I now have um, mothers mixing law keep-away products with their fiery wall of protection products yeah, on their kids. Yeah. Because we're not in a world anymore where we can call upon the protection of the police and feel safe about mm. it. And um, it's really tragic. That's not something I remember um, being this prevalent um, mm. in our faces. So, um, that is, just a few that is so true. To, yeah. Um, just a few thoughts to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to call out a couple of very simple ones that these are from Aura's book and I'm just going to quickly touch on them. Um when you have a baby in a crib and you want to protect the baby in the crib, you can take a whole angelica root and tie it with a piece of red thread wrapped around it and oil it with 7-Eleven holy oil and you can um put it uh, dress it with uh, guardian angel oil or protection oil if, if rather than holy oil, also another one. And you can hide it in the baby's bed uh, to keep a, a heavenly helper and messenger around the baby. It's a very simple, old-fashioned charm. And another one, if your children have bad dreams, and this does seem to happen in certain families, it's not so much even necessarily what's happened to the child that causes bad dreams, but some children seem neurologically um, or genetically inclined toward going through periods of bad dreams as their uh, neurology matures. And if that happens, um, you should wash the children head to toe in chamomile tea, give them chamomile tea to drink, and put their photos into a Bible at Psalms 121, and then keep the Bible in their bedroom. That's a very simple, old-fashioned way to work, and it works very well. And I'm going to give you one other one. Um, this one is just one of my favorite favorites. I'm going to read it right out of uh, Aura's book. Don't let your children bother birds' nests. In 1939 in Waycross, Georgia, a wise old male root doctor, whom Reverend Hyatt called Dr. Hurd, commanded that men must not let their wives or children, quote, run about in the woods and disturb the birds in their nests as they are laying eggs, unquote. If they do, he said, quote, trouble will grow in your family, unquote. He also noted that bluebirds can poison those who rob their nest. And his final statement was, whatever you do, remember, don't let your children ramble in the forest and bother those little fowls while they are laying their eggs in their nests, unquote. So that protects your children from being poisoned by bluebirds. Amazing. Yeah. How about you, Ollie? Do you have any good protection? Yeah, it is. Probably part Native American, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Ollie? you have any good protection spells for children? 
Yeah, I would say uh, Protection of Children is, is one of the older works uh, that that we've seen in Hoodoo. It's something that comes straight out of um, the experience of being dispossessed and displaced. Um, and and one of the kind of overlooked uses of graveyard dirt is actually the protection of children. Uh, we have right. we have evidence of uh, dirt being used a lot. Both, for example, uh, when children were sent away, it was a common for parents to grab the foot track of the children and keep it in a small bag around their neck to ensure that the child would come back. This goes to the experience, the, the very real experience of having families torn apart. The fear mm-hmm. that if if a plantation master would take your child, there's a very good chance your child might not come back, they might be sold off or whatnot. And that continued for practices of when your children went into town, when your children grew up and went into the city to get a job, all of the, the experience of a child leaving the house, that practice of gathering their foot track and putting it in a small bag that you keep around your neck, that's old school. It's still done to this very day. I know people who still have the foot track of their kids, grown-ass kids too. They're not like teens. We're talking about people who are now clearly in their 40s, uh, but they have their foot track and they keep it. The idea being that they will always return home and the family will always remain together. That even if they go, even if they move and develop and have their own family, there's still a connection with their parents. Um, It's a way that mothers also retain some influence over their sons in particular when their sons move on and marry and have children for themselves. But it's a very powerful way of protecting people. The other is, is, as I mentioned, graveyard dirt. Um, And and we have uh, records of graveyard dirt being put into packets and then placed in the uh, sleeping quarters of children. But even today, if you have a child that you need to protect, you can actually sprinkle, uh, especially if they're having nightmares or they're, ha- or they're having fits or they're being bullied, you can sprinkle uh, graveyard dirt around their bed to protect their sleep as well as give it to them in a small little packet that they carry uh, in their pocket or around their neck. Um, and it is to ensure, and this is not just any old graveyard dirt, but the graveyard dirt of uh, of an ally, the graveyard dirt of an ancestor, someone who will protect them and ensure that they remain safe. And the key to this type of working is uh, working on the child and working on the child regularly. For example, I knew someone uh, who every morning uh, would, before their kids would go off to school, they would stop near the front door. They had a little hallway. And in that hallway was a table which I think anthropologically would refer to an ancestral altar, but she would never call it an ancestral altar. She had pictures of her ancestors. She had little uh, angels on there as well, guardian angels that she had collected over the years, and she had named those were the guardian angels. The family Bible was there, and holy oil. And every morning before she went to, before her kids went to school, they would all stop at that table, pray, and then she would take the holy oil and rub it into their heads. And that was every day to ensure that they'd be protected and safe. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the first things I learned about was how to make protection packets, and Deacon Millet alluded to me in my protection packet, so I am going to mention a simple way to do that. You can just um, write out a prayer. You can write it out. Back in the day, people would write things on a handkerchief cloth. You can use a, um, you know, a, a marker or a pen and uh, black ink, you know. But you can do it on paper, just the same. If it's a soft, flexible paper, like brown paper, bag paper, that helps. Crispy paper might be a little more um, 
noticeable. And mm. so you're going to write out some sort of a prayer. For instance, part of Psalms 91 would be a good one for protection. And or just, you know, Lord, protect my child. And you can write that in a, with a pen on cloth. And then you can um, sew that, fold it up, and sew it into the child's clothing. I was shown a very simple way is in the pocket, of a, you know, like one of mm. those quilted uh, jackets, you know, puffy jackets, or what used to be called a yeah. car coat when I was a kid. You just pick out, turn it inside out, and pick out the bottom of the pocket. You put that thing into it, sew it in place, very um, with uh, invisible stitching, you know, on the so that it's between the quilting and the pocket, and then and then whip stitch the, sew the pocket back together again. The you the child will never know that's in. Another way to do it is to go in from the bottom lining, and do it. Um, another way to do it, I was taught by an Asian woman, and um, this is a little more complex, is to put it um, in the shoulders. But this was when the woman sewed the clothing herself. So between the lining and the outer part of the coat, and there's some quilt batting, um, it, you know, to make it a warm jacket. At the shoulder seam is where you would sew the packet. You could sew one on each shoulder, sew for uh, spirits or angels on the shoulders to protect the child. And these packets are found in many cultures, not just in hoodoo. There are uh, Mongolian um, Buddhist ones, and there are uh, many styles of them. Another thing that you can do is to um, uh, put uh, packets or something in the child's shoes in the insole of the shoe, um, pull up the insole. You get some of that automotive goop I was talking about. You cut into the foam of the insole, if it's one of those that's made with foam, just a little space so the packet will lay down nice and flat in there, just carve it out, and then glue the insole of the shoe back in again. Depends on what kind of shoe and if it can be done. If it's just a a very thin leatherette type insole, you just want to put a little, just a flat piece of paper with your prayer in it in in the child's shoes. Those are protection packets for the children, and you can write on them whatever you would like. Uh, you know, as my uh, my dear son, you know, Johnny so-and-so, uh, walks to and fro and everywhere in the world, may his footsteps be guarded. And then you can quote from mm-hmm. Psalms 91, let not his foot be dashed against a rock. Amen. You know. Also giving uh, children uh, a medallion. So I'm, you know, I knew someone who actually would bless buttons, right, and anoint buttons with oil, and then sew that into the clothing, right? So it would just be oh, yeah. a little extra button that they would have. Um, and they were, and they were, I was told that you would do a very specific type of way to sew the buttons, and that is to make sure that the button the sewing, the, the thread, makes an X. An X, so of you course, go, yes, yeah, an X yeah, across yes, yes. You would use the, the buttons, you would go diagonally on the buttonhole so that you would create the crossroads, like you mentioned. So that's a very mm-hmm. good way of, of protection. But you can also use a medallion, just use a little guardian angel medallion that you sew into a pocket. If, if you don't want to put it around your child's neck, you fear that it might get ripped off or whatnot, even though um, if it gets ripped off, that acts as a sign, right? It took a hit for your child. Uh, it can act as a sort of early warning system. So it's all right if, if the child kind of loses a, a medallion. But if you're worried about that, you can actually get a small guardian angel medallion, anoint it with protection oil, and sew it into their uh, pockets. Yes, and Catholics use scapulars, as you know. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, those are also used blessed, usually blessed by a priest, but you can also just buy them and pray over them yourself, and then the child wears those as well. How about you, Deacon Millard? Any more from you? 
Well, in in that same vein, um, when your kids have a bunch of textbooks that they're hauling to and fro, um, holy cards make great little bookmarks. And Mm. it seems so inconsequential to just throw one in every book because, you know, hey, it it marks where you're at. But it's one more little um, thing that is there to protect the kids and to help them learn. Um, Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing I hear from parents constantly is, you know, my my kids aren't doing well in school. What can I do? And blessing those books is a Mm -hmm. really good way to, to get them ahead in education for sure. That's funny you mentioned that because when I was uh, in late middle school, we had to haul our books, and Mama J, uh, who, who was some, the person who taught me how to do who do quite early on, she actually we had to cover our books with uh, paper. So like we had paper, brown paper mm. bags that we had to create as book covers, and she dusted them. Now she never actually told me what she dusted them with, but I'm assuming some type of protection or some type of success or some type of blessing. But she dusted the the uh, mm-hmm. uh, brown paper bags that we then used to create. Uh, the book covers because I didn't know how to create book covers and she helped me with that. Uh, and I take them in. That nice. So that's that's another suggestion. So when you me- you mentioned that it just triggered that memory and I went, oh wow, that's true. Mhm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a really really cool. Yeah, we made ours out of brown paper grocery bags too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school. Mm-hmm. Now you uh, you mentioned Miss Cat um, nightmares for young babies, um, mm-hmm. and in Middle Eastern culture, there is a very strong tradition in Arabic and Persian culture, as well as North African, the idea uh, that ch- children are extremely perceptive to spirits, and so that even nightmares are usually a sign of kind of negative spiritual activity, and that doesn't necessarily mean jinn or ghost, but it means that they're susceptible to the evil eye in particular, and so there's this Mm -hmm. idea that you don't want a child to be complimented too much, right, because that Mm -hmm. means someone's eye has remained, you know, has kind of gazed over them. And if a, if a child mm-hmm. is complimented too much, like, oh, she, he's so pretty or she's so cute or whatnot, that the child may get ill or have nightmares. And so what a lot of parents do is they hand-select um, evil eye beads. Now, there's a specific evil eye bead that's used for children. It's not those big old, hung, you know, big ones that you can purchase anywhere. It's that they're actually very small and they u- are usually inlaid with either silver or gold, and they're very small, and mm-hmm. they're pinned that you then, and they actually come in a pin form, and you pin it mm-hmm. to the cradle of a child. I mean, you've probably seen them; they're very popular, um, and they're used to protect and ensure that the evil eye keeps uh, away from children. We've not only seen them, Contramanali, we sell them. You have them. Yes, is There's one kind. There's one kind from Turkey that's quite popular. It comes on a safety pin, and it yes. is used to pin to the diapers. Um, oh, my God. And Beautiful. There's, nice. And if the child is a female, it has a bunch of grapes. They're just little plastic grapes, tiny little mm-hmm. plastic grapes that's also strung with the eye bead so that the child will retain her fertility or whatever. I am, I am putting in an order, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And there are there are many many types of those, uh, and they are glass, but they're tiny. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, those also uh, those little evil eye beads are um, cute to sew into a yes. back, child's backpack. In mm-hmm. um, 
in that book by Aura LaForest, um, uh, Miss Phoenix LaFay, who's another one of our um, authors, wrote a book called Cashbox Conjure, and she's written a lot of different spells and uh, cataloged a lot of older you know, uh, spells from the African-American community. She put in one that was How to Dress a Child's Backpack, and that's in that book, Woman's Work. And the, the backpack is something that's modern, it's new, but it's something that the car- kid carries to school. And um, it's a good way to f- to fix it. Again, you can pick open a seam and put things in, or you can dust it or make a little packet with herbs and then sew that packet inside the backpack, and they won't even know. And as she said, you can even use a little piece of matching cloth to just tack down around it. They won't even notice it. Very useful way to work. Another thing mm. I'd like to talk about in protecting children is uh, protecting their hair. Um, and mm-hmm. you had mentioned, Ali, the dressing of the hair uh, on the way yeah. to school or the dressing of the body or the hands or whatever. But I do find that protection of the hair is a very easy thing to do. You just tell the child, let me just straighten your hair, and you have a little oil on your hair hands, and you just brush it in. And then uh, you're doing a child's hair, or you're braiding their hair, or you're doing whatever you're doing. You just use a little bit of oil on your hands and braid your prayers into their braids. Another thing that is um, sometimes necessary as a child grows up and is away at summer camp or away visiting relatives, father or in-laws or whatever, or the child is on an overnight field trip or whatever, um, sometimes there's some cause for concern or some nervousness about that. And uh, one wants to do long-distance work. And so a photo of the child and a candle Mm -hmm. are useful in that regard. And you might want to put a packet together. And some of the herbs that are used that way would be angelica root powder and motherwort, which is a herb for mothers. Yeah. And um, you could put mint, which is a very good protective herb, or any of the good protection. I mean, there's so many herbs that are used for protection. Mm-hmm. Bloodroot is one that, that is used if the child is going to see blood relatives that are maybe sketchy in some way or you don't feel right about you want to make sure that your blood is claimed to that child and that they will let go of the child when their time is mm-hmm. up and these are things that actually happen in in families you know so you yeah. might uh, take a little blood root and put a little of that uh, grind it to powder and dust that on the child's things and just say mm-hmm. now remember what your, where your blood is remember come home mm-hmm. you know and also, if you were lucky enough to catch the child's umbilical cord or if the child was born with a call or a veil, uh, mm-hmm. keep those. You can keep the child's baby teeth as well. Yes. Um, you know, the baby teeth go to the tooth fairy, but some of us know that the tooth fairy has a very close relationship to the mother. Mm-hmm. And the tooth fairy sometimes gives the mother those teeth. Mm-hmm. And um, if the mother has the teeth from the tooth fairy, the mother can save them and use them um, yep. as a as a personal concern of the child. But even better yet is the stump of the umbilical cord dried or the call or veil, which is the amniotic sac, if the child was born with a call or a veil. And those can just be kept in a little small uh, container. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, however you want to do that with the false bottom if you want to. Put you know, put it under and then line it with some cloth or paper. You know, no one will ever know it was there. And put some more, quote, normal, unquote, things on top of the cloth. And it's all glued mm-hmm. in place. It looks like a little handicrafty thing. And you have now created a, a kind of a stable 
box spell for that child's safety. Oh yeah, I mean the the first two, first toenail clippings, uh, umbilical mm-hmm. cord. Those are all very powerful, and lots of mothers have them, which is why they they retain an influence over their children. Um, mm-hmm. You can sometimes see that kind of power there. Um, but mm-hmm. Justin, uh, Nungashir mentioned, or Lucky Magic Curio Company mentioned, powders. Powders are a very great way of working with children. A really good one that I use to ensure that kids stay out of trouble that I teach my clients. And it's not just to protect them, it's to protect them, but also to keep them away from bad influences and bad trouble or, or any type of trouble is to get slippery elm, bay leaves, and althea and burn it to an ash while praying uh, Psalm 91 and then lightly dusting the inside of the shoes. And what this does is it ensures that they stay away from anyone that is going to that is going to lead them astray, anyone that will have bad influence on them, and it will ensure that they only walk in, in good steps. And that was Slippery Elm and Angelica Root? Slippery Elm, Angelica Root, uh, not Angelica, Althea and Althea uh, Bailey. And Bailey. And Bailey. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I'm writing this down for the chat room. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for pitching in. This is a topic that, again, there's a million of these small spells, most of them using contact methods rather than candles. And um, you can uh, check the chat room and find out that we've posted links to them. All right. Let's have Papa Newt take this away. We're going to do some readings. Support for this perk out of the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Counterman Ali, and this week's special guest, Deacon Millet. We'll be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, and prescribing down home contour remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818 399 If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a new to read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 469 in Texas. This is uh, LaShandra. Uh, LaShandra, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Hi. All right, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, it's it's good to have you back. It looks like we had you back in 2013 on a different situation, which uh, looks like conditions on that have changed, which is wonderful. Um, And you... Now, I see that in your history here you have worked with Deacon Millet, but has, have you worked with him on this particular situation? No. No, not this okay, situation. Okay, okay, other situation. Okay, certainly. And have had readings with Ms. Catter Conjumanali. Is that correct? Yes. Ah, oh, certainly. All right. And she writes, I'm a teacher currently. I'm branching out on my own starting in two weeks to do children uh, child care from home, and by September, I plan to have a bigger place. I'm nervous about moving forward with this decision. Turn it back to you, Miss Kat. Well, how appropriate for today, Mother's Day right. child care. Uh, <laughs> so I do have a question. Do you have any children of your own? No, I do not. Okay, so 
what we need you to do is to ally yourself with those mothers so those mothers will trust you um, as if you were a mother. You see, that's part of the kind of work you would want to do. So I hope you listen to the earlier part of the show because some of those things you may need to do for those children that you care for because their mothers don't have the sense to do so. Okay? Right. So go back okay. and review that. And I do want to also ask um, Nagashiva or Papa Newt, Slippery Elm, Althea Root, and Bay Leaf, um, we need, ah, Papa Newt just did it. Thank you. We needed those in the chat room, the links to those. Okay. So, um, Lashandra, I have a, a question. What sign of the zodiac are you? Cancer. Of course. <laughs> in the immortal words of Bob Dylan, honey, do you need to ask? Ah, oh, You'll be wonderful at it. A great teacher and actually child care is something absolutely right up your alley. I'm going to also suggest, in addition to studying the magic of child protection and stuff, you might also want to be sure that you know a little bit of child nursing. You don't have to get certified as a nurse, but because the sign cancer is what's sometimes mm-hmm. called the natural nurse of the zodiac, I'd like okay. you to, um, you know, just learn a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, first aid, watching for signs of of um, discomfort and disease, you will be a natural at this. This will actually, I think, be a better career for you because caring is cancer. Cancer is caring. How wonderful. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to do a reading on it. You said I'm I'm nervous about moving forward, and um, and you hope to have everything in place by September. So I'm just going to do three cards on this and see what I get, okay? Card number one is the Page of Wands. This is a young woman uh, embarking on a new career choice, embarking on a a journey of the soul or mind, or it could be a journey of the body, but this is going to be something new. You will achieve um, a good position because of this. The page has a feather in the cap, and that means, you know, recognition for your uh, for your accomplishments, and is holding a large staff or a wand, uh, which is bursting into new leaf. So this is something new for you. It's going to be very good. Behind the page, there's something unexpected, the three great pyramids at Giza in Egypt. And we don't expect that because the page is sort of dressed as a medieval, oh, you know, northern Italian, southern German French page, and you go, what is with those Egyptian pyramids? And so this is a voyage of discovery. This is a person who goes beyond, you know, the bounds of their original comfort zone to undertake this new thing and actually does very, very, very well. Highly um, favorable outcome. It does indicate um, that uh, candle magic may be useful, herb magic may be useful, and also okay. calling upon ancient wisdom uh, might be very useful. Very, very good card. The second card is related to this card. It's the Ace of Wands. So we have the Page of Wands, now the Ace. The Ace of Wands shows the hand of God coming out of a cloud holding a wand over a beautiful landscape of greenery, meadows, a little stream, some small trees, and in the background, a lovely castle. And it's uh, as decreed. 
Heaven decrees this. It's, uh, it also shows self-renewal. It shows the ability to root where you're planted. You know that if God were to stick this uh, leafing wand into the ground, it would immediately strike, strike root and form a tree. So okay. this is, says you will um, bloom where planted. It's very good. And it also says you do have the possibility and the power to reinvent yourself. I'm going to ask a question that's on my mind. How old are you? I'm 34. 34. Good, good. This is just the right time. I would have guessed 36. I don't know why. It just was the number that came to my mind. I'm close enough for folk magic, you know. I just had that feeling uh, certainly by the time you're 36, everything will be in place satisfactorily, and you will be very glad you undertook this. There are going to be some economic issues because the next card is the Queen of Pentacles. But the economic mm-hmm. issues can be handled. The Queen of Pentacles owns her own land. She has roses, red roses, blooming overhead in an arch. She has a little primroses and flowers all around her. She has a rabbit hopping by. She has uh, a throne carved with fruits and vegetables. And she has uh, little goat heads carved on her throne. And what we say about this card, and she has a garden out back, like a, a vegetable garden too. And so what we say about this card is that um, she is good with money, with saving money, but she's also very good with working with nature. Now, I know you're going to be working with little children, but I do want to stress that this card indicates a couple of things. Be cautious in your spending. This is the natural card of Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo. And it's a card of caution with money, but it also says uh, you have wisdom with money. So don't overspend, but do pay attention to beauty and nature. One of the things that it's been shown that children learn better and are happier when they have some nature around them, whether it's a backyard or just, you know, um, houseplants or whatever it's going to be, um, you you would want to bring that into the environment to the extent that it's possible. So are you going to be caring for babies, preschool, toddlers, after school? How are you going to be working this? Preschool. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this is a very good card for that. But it does indicate you want to make sure that these children, whether you live in the city or in the country, that these children are exposed to sunlight and greenery because this woman works um, that way. And she's very successful. Be cautious with your financial outlays. Um, but and but you're very good at and will be good at if you have a good accountant to help you making projections of your financial needs. It does not look bad. It looks to me like a good career choice. Alrighty, okay. I'm going to uh, turn this over to Deacon Millet and see what he has to say. Thank you. Well, good to have you with us. Um, I'm going to pull three cards from the Secret Dakini Oracle deck, which I use. Um, And the first one that I get here is the phoenix. Um, And this is the the legendary bird arising from the ashes of its own death. Um, And I wouldn't say that it's that extreme to go from a teacher to a child care worker, but you are reinventing yourself. And this is the most powerful card for that. It says you're starting a new life and you're going to, 
go for it with gusto. So, um, you know, this little bit of trepidation here at the beginning, um, you're soon going to be too busy to (laughs) fret very much or have much anxiety. The second card here is abundance. And um, it's a silver chalice overflowing with gold coins. Um, But I want to caution, it doesn't mean, oh, boy, you're going to make it rich immediately. This is just a card that says um, paying strong attention to material things, um, monetary things, finances is going to be vital. Um, And we all know that that's true starting any kind of business. So, um, and, you know, Ms. Cat has laid that out for you very, very nicely. Um, but my cards agree. The third okay. card that I pulled is Heart Drop. Now, typically what I say to my clients is this is a card of long-distance romance, um, of love letters and love poetry not holding hands. Um, mm-hmm. And in this, in this situation, what I would say is that Um, you've got to focus in on how you're going to get clients and that social media um, and word of mouth is going to be completely integral to how this works for you. So you're going to find your way to different websites that um, are associated with your community, and you're going to use their functionality to get initial clients and then turn those clients into more clients. Because the thing is, once we find something that works for us, we want to share it Mm -hmm. with people, you know. And once some parents find out that your kids love them, love you, and want to be there, they're going to tell the friends of the kids. And you're going to wind up having a wonderful little um, joyful garden of laughing children around you. Um, And the way that will happen is by planting these seeds in social media and not – this is more community-centric social media than Facebook and those sorts of things. So things like nextdoor.com, if you have that in your neighborhood, um, and, you know, church bulletin boards, that sort of thing. Um, So – I think you should be looking forward to this. Um, the The first year is the tricky one um, because that's the kind of hand-to-mouth year where you've got to slowly build up. Um, but everything seems to be pointing in the right direction for you. Thank wow. you. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw in a little comment here in the form of a question. Where are you located? And Dallas, Texas. Okay, so folks, mm-hmm. if you want to uh, have your preschoolers taken care of in Dallas, Texas, here we have somebody um, who is definitely doing it. Do you have a name yet for the the, the place? Yes, I do, but um, I haven't, you know, put it out there yet because right now I'm just trying to get a bigger place. You know, All right. before I. Yeah. All right. But so I, I keep, keep your is. eye out. Keep your eye out for Lashandra. She's going to make her formal announcement soon within the next couple of months. And um, I would love to see you prosper. And I'll do anything I can to help. I always like to see um, uh, business women prosper. 
And uh, this this sounds like a very, very good venture for you. All right, let's turn this um, over to Contraman Ali. Now, he's going to give you some root work, and we're going to focus, I think, on two different things. One is getting this new place, and then the other is making the new business successful. So before I turn it over to him, have you found a place that you're going to move into yet? No. No, so you're still in the looking for the better uh, the facility that you need where you can house and care for these children, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right, so now Ali knows that. So mm-hmm. we're going to turn it over to him. Yeah, um, I think that this is a great move, and some of my work really incorporates the reading that you've got here. So what I'm going to recommend is kind of a two-step process. The first step is to find the place that you want to move into, and the second step is to ensure that your business is successful. But the second step involves a bunch of little things that you can do. It's not like a one single spell. So let's, let's go through this. First and foremost, I want you to write down what you're looking for in a place. Make it very clear. Make it very uh, important. Make it uh, essential. But what I mean by essential is bring it down to the core of what it is you're looking for. Don't just write okay. nice place, right? Say, I need a place with four beds or four bedrooms. I need a place that's near a school. I need a place that is comfortable to me, that has a backyard, so on, and that is affordable, so on and so forth. You're going to write all of that down. You're going to fold mm-hmm. it up, place it on a sensor or some type of thurible or a heatproof dish. You're going to get yourself some house blessing incense, and you're going to get yourself some attraction incense. You're going to mix these two incenses roll them up into a cone, place that cone on top of the folded piece of paper that you have. Light the incense and pray, call out to God, to your higher power, that you find the place that you need to be at that is perfect for you. Start this working on a Wednesday while the moon is waxing and continue for seven days. On the seventh day, I want you to burn the paper into ash if it hasn't already burned. Some corners might have already burned, but burn the entire thing to ash. Take the ash and divide it up into two. Take half of the ash to the crossroads and blow it to the four corners of the crossroads so that every wherever you go, whichever direction you go, it leads you to your ideal place. The second half of the, or the other half of the ashes, I want you to place into a small bag that you will carry with you. When you find the place that you think is perfect for you, whether the realtor shows it to you or you come across it, you will bury that small packet in the dirt on, their, on that property so that you make it yours. Okay? okay. The ashes you carry with you, you are going to eventually bear it. Now, once you have that place, it's all about making sure that your business becomes successful. Cleanse the house when you get it with Chinese floor wash. Then take cinnamon, five-finger grass, bay leaves, flax seeds, and althea, brew this into a tea, and scrub the doorsteps of the house, washing towards your home. This is to attract, to bring success, to protect, um, and to bring in good spirits. You're going to wash that. Get yourself an oil warmer. You can purchase these anywhere. Add a little bit of vanilla and cinnamon to this oil warmer and warm up your house with this scent, especially when you have people coming over who might be interested 
in uh, your the work that you do. Vanilla and cinnamon are very welcoming, warm scents, and they're very, very good for making people feel comfortable. They want to leave their children where they feel comfortable, and this will make it seem like a nice, warm home. So you're going to add that vanilla and cinnamon. You're going to keep your house smelling very nice. You want to put pictures of the outside all over your house, small animals. That queen of pentacles has a small little rabbit there. It has uh, all these images that Miss Cat in particular brought up are outside. So you want to have pictures of outside. You want to have beautiful pictures of puppies and rabbits and kittens uh, all around your house in addition to making sure that your outside of your house has flowers and has a garden. There should be flowers leading up to your doorstep. The pictures that you put up inside your house, you will anoint with uh, money drawing, steady work, and house blessing. You're going to use those oils and that mixture for your candle work, for your dusts, for your oils. It's going to be perfect for what it is you seek to do. Any ad that you put up, and you should put up a lot of ads, you should put up online ads, but physical ads as well, ads that you put near schools, ads that you put up at YMCA's and so forth, you are going to dust that with money drawing, steady work, house blessing, so that anyone who touches it is brought under your influence and is drawn to, to pay you and to hire you, but also to see you as, as a sort of blessed home that they can leave their children at. This is my recommendation. It's a series of smaller steps for this second portion of the work, but I think it would uh, help uh, immensely to, to take your business off the ground. And we have a couple minutes left, or one minute left. Let me see if uh, Ms. Kat and Deacon Miller have anything to add. I have Thank one you. really quick recommendation. Um, this was really, really good work. Um, there were three oils mentioned, steady work, house blessing, and money drawing. I recommend mm-hmm. adding money house blessing which, uh, because yeah. you're going to be working out of the house and I recommend getting a um, root workers and um, churches special um, in other words you can get a um, uh, you know that that will be cheaper for you and you can use it to add to floor wash okay Okay. And um, okay. yeah, those those churches and root worker specials you can read about them at uh, luckymojo.com/oilblends.html. O i l b l e n d s. Html. And this is a very good blend for a home business. Um, it seems like a, a, a natural. All right. I hope we were able to help. We're going to go back to Papa Newt and take our next uh, client. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next caller. And our next caller is calling in from area code 205 in Alabama. This is Anna. Anna, are you there? Yes, sir. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, welcome back to the show. I see you did have uh, have called us previously back on the Patron uh, Saints episode, which I believe was episode or February 4th, and conditions have changed since then. Is that correct? Uh Uh-huh, yes. Oh, wonderful. 
wonderful. Um, you've had private readings with John St. Germain and Kel Meadows on other situations, but have you had any other readers or workers on this particular situation? Uh, no, sir. Oh, right. Thank you, Anna. And she writes, I would like a oh, I would like a general reading. I recently moved and got a new job, left my troubles in the past, and would like to see what is in store for me. Turn back to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, Anna, um, good news, and I'm glad to hear it. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions just to refresh us all here. What is your sign of the zodiac? I'm a Capricorn, Sun, and Moon with the Taurus rising. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Nice. Um, Earth sign. <laughs> um, and um, and uh, I do have another question. Got a new job. Could you just sort of uh, tell us the field of that job? What what industry or what uh, career path you're in? Uh, it's working with autistic children and their neurotypical siblings. Well, listen to that. Isn't that interesting? And here we had a show. You didn't know this show was going to be on children when you signed up. Isn't that interesting? I did not. Yeah, perfect. Working with autistic children. All right. So we're going to turn this over to Ali, and he's going to do a reading, a general reading. Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Ms. Kat. Um, I've done a geomantic region reading, which is uh, pretty good for kind of looking at the year. Um, uh, and I do these quite frequently, and it's kind of my, my favorite reading. I call them year readings or life readings. And I kind of look at different aspects. And I don't have time to go all, through all 12 houses, uh, which would cover all your aspects of your life, but I'll go through the things that kind of stick out. Before I do, I have a couple questions here. First and foremost, um, are you, uh, you said that you, you left kind of the bad things in the past um, as you moved kind of careers. Are you talking about a bad job, debt, uh, things that, you know, what do you mean by bad things? I called in on the pat- patron saint show where mm-hmm. I was dealing with revenge porn. Uh, and yes, Mhm. Okay, good. And then uh the other question is are you currently in a relationship? No. You're not. Is it something that you're open to? Yes. Okay, good. Because I asked this because it came up very prominently in your in your situation. Now, first and foremost, we have Capitraconus in the first house. Capitraconus is the head of the dragon. This means that this is a good change for you. The changes that you've made are positive. New doors are opening. New opportunities are coming your way. The step that you've taken is a good step, and it is in, in the right direction. Uh, money is something that you should be a little bit careful of. It's not that money is bad. It's that money is... Slightly fickle uh, for the next few months in particular. Puella is in the second house. Puella is a little girl. It's actually the image of a mirror. And while on the surface it's good, it means that uh, at the base level it's not quite stable yet. Whenever it appears in the second house, that means money is flowing, but you haven't quite gotten the place where money is, is you know, perfect for you, right? You build a solid base and you're able to build upwards from there, particularly for earth signs in this cat and uh, Deacon Miller both can attest to this being uh, earth signs themselves. Um, we, pref- we like our money to have a solid foundation, right? We don't like living pay to- paycheck to paycheck. We don't like money that just comes in and then goes out. We love money that sticks around, right? That we can, n- we can mm-hmm. nestle away, we can squirrel away somewhere. 
Um, we love that type of money, money or money that comes from multiple directions. And then, you know, you can build from it. We like that foundation. Um, and that's going to be something that you want to work towards. You're not quite there yet. Money is still flowing. It's flowing in a positive direction, meaning that money is going to be good for the next few months. Just be aware to avoid any type of excess spending. No, nothing too luxurious, nothing that you don't need because you want to take as much of that money and put it into saving, put it into reserves as possible so that you can build for yourself a good foundation. Now, I say that, uh, I ask that, um, if you're open to a relationship, because I have Fortuna Minor in the seventh house. The seventh house means it's, that's called the little fortune. It's good. It means that someone new is coming your way, someone who's likely a sun sign themselves. This, was, this passes into the ninth house, meaning that you're probably going to meet them in one of two places, either while you're on a trip or when you're at some type of training. So I don't know if you're, if there's any training involved or education involved, but that could be a place where you meet them, or you go on a trip. And a trip means that it's going to be longer, uh, further away than 60 miles, okay? So if you are, go on any type of trip in the next few months, that's where you're going to meet this next person. This can be a spontaneous trip. It can be kind of out of the blue. You don't expect it. It's also possible that this person is returning from a trip themselves. But look for a sun sign um, and that that'll help you know who this person is they will come into your life be aware that this person is going to come into your life and at first it may be uh, more of a temporary thing meaning that it could be possibly uh, a relationship that is more physical than it is uh, long-lasting but that it offers promise and opportunity career looks good for you the 10th house uh, is got populace. If you hadn't told me what you were doing, I would have asked, do you work with people? Because populace is uh, working with people. It is a good sign for you, uh, and it is an indication that the job that you're in is uh, the right job for you. It passes into the 12th house, meaning this is the job that will actually help you move on from anything from your past. In particular, if you have any type of spiritual or financial debt, this job will help to resolve them. So overall, a good reading. Just be mindful a little bit of your money. Uh, be mindful of the, someone you're going to meet when you uh, at a, either traveling or during uh, for their training. Um, but other than that, it looks good to me. So this is what I get from the Geomancy reading. I'm going to turn this over to uh, Deacon Millet, who will do your second reading, and then Ms. Cat will give you some root work recommendations. Thank you. Oh. All right. I have pulled three cards again uh, from the Tantric Kingy Oracle deck. And the first card here is a little um, downbeat um, in a positive way. The card is Survival. And certainly survival is better than the alternative, but it is a barren, rocky landscape with a factory spewing out pollution in the background um, with one small plant struggling to survive in the foreground. And I think this card is just a reminder that you've been through hell um, and you've survived and you've come out the other side. Um, but there may still be, with this card, there may still be some ramifications and repercussions. So um, be on the lookout for how those things may echo um, into your present. The second card here is temptation. And this card shows a serpent choosing between two apples. And um, 
it's often a sign that Adam and Eve work is recommended. So I am guessing that someone is going to be showing up. And with this card, it's usually a choice between two people. Mm-hmm. So um, this card doesn't necessarily have to be love, but often it is. Um, you may find yourself with the choice between places to live, um, between job opportunities, those sorts of things as well. Um, the third card um, is Castles in the Clouds. Um, and this is the card of fairy tale romance. And it shows, you know, a castle floating in the clouds. It's beautiful. Um, but I always say fairy tale romance, too good to be true. Um, so be aware as you're choosing between situations that anything that just seems too good to be true, it's too good to be true. So don't get your hopes up over long shots. Um, don't believe that Prince Charming is Prince Charming. And beware of the opposite. Beware of anyone who idealizes you too much because you're human. You're going to fall off any pedestal you're put upon. Um, and that can create all sorts of, of hassles and um, stuff that you don't need. Um, and it is human to want to idolize people, um, but the cards are saying keep a strong lookout for that behavior in others and that behavior in yourself. So um, I'm definitely seeing a little romance out there too. So um, I'm, I'm with Conjurman Ali on this one. Uh, it looks like um, you're going to be opening up to some, some better options here in the future. Okay. Well, it's interesting because, um, of course, we're looking at a general reading, so we're not focusing on any one part of this. But we got two very strong messages. Um, Yes, there is a new job and there are things happening with that. But there was a strong message that new love may be just around the corner. In both of those readings, that came up, even though that's not what you asked about. So a general reading is funny because it always pulls out of the blue things that the, that the client does not mention. And so here we have a situation. The client does not call and say, well, well, will I find new love? I just said, I've moved. I've got a new job. What's up? And we both uh, saw the two readers uh, have uh, love issues coming in. and But to be cautious, but that's kind of nice. And also there was a little indication, too, that the job is a good one for you and that your finances are still flowing, but they're going to uh, improve and stabilize. So I'm going to kind of focus on all parts of that because, there's, again, you you asked a general question, so I'm going to give you a general root work to do. You have a Thank new a new place that you're living. So um, I'm assuming that you know enough about this kind of work that you may have cleaned the place when you got there. Did you do that? Yes, ma'am. Good. All right. Now I'd like you to um, dress the the new house for the kind of success you want. And there are several kinds of success, obviously. Also, you're going to want to dress the new job. So I'm going to use some very simple ideas. Um, cinnamon and sugar is often used to draw money and friends. Uh, cinnamon and sugar at the workplace, always good. Uh, taking a houseplant to the workplace, if you can, um, is always good, and just putting a little packet with cinnamon sugar in your prayer for firm friendships, um, a steady job, no 
big changes, no um, catastrophes, no disasters. Everything will be very steady state as long as you want to stay in that job. Put that in the in the houseplant pot, water it. It'll, you know, eventually decay and the plant will put its roots through it. Don't worry, that's what the plant is supposed to do. If you can put a houseplant where you work, if you cannot put a house plant where you work, you might want to just put a picture on your desk or something with another piece of paper behind the picture, and it might, um, you know, have your prayer on it. May this place where I'm working bring me new, firm, steady friends, friends for life, um, a steady income. May the company do well. May I always have a contract, whatever the kind of work you're terms that you're under. May I have my benefits? May I be given the easy tasks? Whatever it is you want to say. And that would go behind the picture that you might put on your desk or on the wall in your office. Or if you don't have an office and you don't have a desk and you can't put a house plant in, you can um, put such of a prayer into the insole of your shoe or if you wear a uniform or if you wear special clothing that you only wear to work and don't wear around the house, you can sew that into that clothing. And you can also wear special jewelry that you only wear at the workplace, and that jewelry would be dressed with and empowered for protection, of course, uh, steady work, of course, and friendship um, and uh, efficient work, helpful work, being of help to others. That's about the money and the job. Now we're going to talk about how to draw someone to your life. So we got some interesting ideas that they might, um, you might meet them at a training, you might meet them at a distance, they might have been just returning from a distance, some idea of travel or motion, the ninth house, philosophy, and, and journeying is indicated for finding this new person. So I'm going to say that there are many spells that are used for attracting new love, but my favorite and the one that I've used when I had nobody in mind is to just to take a white candle of the gender of the person that you're interested in. In my case, that would be a, a little male candle. and But you can just use a six-inch uh, white candle or a four-inch white candle, like a chime candle, or you can even use a white twisted birthday candle, whatever you want. And you're just going to call that candle my my love, my new love. And light that candle and pray over it. All my love come to me. And you can light that candle once a week until you begin to meet people who will be um, indicating their interest in you. At that point, you would switch to a pink candle. Let us be friends. Let us make romance. And let us see where this leads us. And then eventually you can go to a red candle for sexuality. I would also prepare two lodestones with that white candle, pink candle, and red candle. There's a number of ways to do it. But draw the lodestones closer and closer every day and sprinkle them with magnetic sand every day that you burn the candle. And if you want to burn the candle every day for seven days, that's fine. Every week for seven weeks, however it is for you, whatever timetable you're on, let your timetable be your own. But sprinkle the two lodestones with magnetic sand and draw them closer and closer. And when they get close together, um, bind them together in a little piece of cloth and put them under your bed. Put them between the bed spring and mattress. One of the nicest ways to make a little packet if you want a sexual relationship is to wear your panties when you have your period, if you have periods, and get a little blood stain on your panties. And then just cut out 
the bottom of the panties, which is two layers or three layers thick, just cut that away from the rest of the panties, open up a little bit of a seam, and put the two lodestones in that, fold it over, and just wrap and tie it into a little bundle. You can just use thread and go round and round and make a little ball and put that between your box spring and mattress. And as you do so, the lodestone that's for your potential lover and the lodestones for you, you would name, this is me, this is he, or whatever you want to call it, and um, or... Uh, you, some people say feed the he, feed the she, or feed the she, feed the she, or feed the he, feed the he, however you're going to do it, and drip a little magnetic sand. And once they're together, they're together, bind them up and make a little jack ball type thing and put it between your box spring and mattress and then say, now, my my dear lover, come to me. And you can use some um, look-me-over oil, attraction oil, fast luck oil is one I happen to like, um, if you like Indian deities, Asian deities, Shiva Shakti oil, it's a married couple. Or you can use the old-fashioned marriage oil. You can mix any blend of those that you like. Okay? Thank you. Okay. That's, a, that's my advice to you. Now, let's see. We have a couple more people. Let's see if Deacon Millett, who's a really great love attractor, let's see if he has something else. Well, I'm feeling the need to add in some clarity work. Um, ah. with your love work. So um, I also want you to get an Angelica root for um, for beautiful, wise, protective things to come your way and to rub clarity oil and Solomon wisdom oil on that and carry that as a talisman with you. Um, if you're somebody that uses a pendulum, you can create a pendulum um, that will help you make wise decisions, just that will give you yes or no information on things um, as they come up. And um, I feel that this is going to be needed in the love situations that arise. Um, and it may also be needed in the new workplace. Um, I'm also sensing some some desire to create um, workplace friendliness. Um, and um, it, it's making me think of the, the trick with the sugar packets, of mm-hmm. taking home the sugar packets from the workroom and, um, you know, really putting your intention into those and, that everyone who drinks this sugar will be sweet on me. Um, and then take them back to the workplace and um, let them work their magic there. Um, interestingly, I, I'm, I'm about to give a protection spell, and I don't feel a need for protection for you as much as clarity and wisdom in, in your, your coming months. Um, so I hope that helps too. Great. And for more sugar packet spells and things like that, you want to see Deacon Millet's book, Hoodoo Honey and Sugar Spells. All right, we're going to wish our client well, and we're going to turn this over to our electromagnetic announcement division. (laughs) The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, and the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all times specific, add three hours for Eastern, 
sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Deacon Millet of fouralters.org in Joshua Tree, California. Take it away, Deacon Millet. Hey, well, as I intimated, um, I'm going to go over the Fiery Wall of Protection spell. Many of you know this. It seems to be one that a lot of root workers will do for clients, myself included. Um, But it's also one that gains a great deal of power when it's done at home. Um, And the version I'm going to give you today is for a mother and her children. So um, you're going to want to start with a white cross candle. Um, to represent the mother, and one white chime candle per child. So these are the little four-inchers. We also want seven purple chime candles as the protectors, and I always use the archangels um, to protect the mother and the children. And then we want one black chime candle for the evildoer. Now, this may be someone that you know, someone at school who has an, you know, a desire to harm your children. This may be uh, a relative who um, doesn't have their best interests at heart. Or you can do this perfectly well as a generalized spell and make this just be the evildoer. So you'll want um, some graveyard dirt. You'll want photos of your targets um, and. This version is going to use Law Keep Away, Fiery Wall of Protection, and Hot Foot Oils. Um, I put a nice framed image of the guardian angel leading the children over the bridge behind the work when I'm doing it. Um, And I use small um, hex nuts as my candle holders. Um, You can also use the beautiful little star holders that Lucky Mojo sells. And Lastly, you'll need some white thread. So I tend to lay this whole thing out like it's a little play, like it's a scene first. So I put my Law Keep Away and Fiery Wall of Protection oil onto my white cross candle and the white chime candles, and I put them at the center um, together. And then I use the white thread to tie each of the children to each other and to their mother so that they're all kept together as a single family unit. Um, After that, I I anoint my um, purple chime candles, my angels, with blessing oil. um, And or you can use the individual oils for each of the archangels. That can be a little crazy, but hey, you can do it. And I circle those around the central candles. And then lastly, outside the circle is where I want to put the black chime candle for the evildoer. Um, I also get the container from a little tea light. um, And I fill that with the graveyard dirt that I'm going to use. And I place that outside the, the candle. Now, at that point, I've got everything set up, um, and I'm ready to do the the working. But first, I'm going to give you some choices of herbs and um, items that I like to use. So encircling 
the purple chine candles. These are the herbs that I would use. Oregano, fennel seed, caraway seed, motherwort, rosemary, sage, and black mustard seed. So I'm going to form a circle of those at the base of the purple candles so that the family is completely protected inside of those herbs. Then at the foot of the candle, um, I have a variety of protective talismans that I want to place. And what I'm going to use there is an angelica root, a little sword, flaming sword charm of St. Michael that I don't know why I have them, but I have 38 of them or something. Um, and Indian <laughs> head penny, again, because I want to, to be on the lookout. A clove of garlic, a bay leaf for each person with the name written on it, a piece of rock salt, and I tend to look around in there until I find one that's a nice chunk, and star ants. Um, and that should give us enough little protective items at the foot of our white cross candle. And then as I read Psalms 127, I slowly light the candles. And I begin with the angelic protector candles so that I've got the ring of protection first. And, oh, and I should say firewall protection oil, of course, because that's the one we use for those candles all the time. Um, then I light the central candles for each of the people, and I say their names as I light those. Lastly, I light the evildoer candle outside. And then you'll want to say Psalms 127 a few times. Psalms 23 is a great one to use with this. And when the chime candles have burned about halfway down, um, if you can stand to wait that long, um, you take the evildoer candle and you stick it fiery head down into the graveyard dirt. We're, we're getting rid of this evildoer for good. So this piece of the puzzle, the graveyard dirt and the, the evildoer candle, I dispose of in the graveyard. Meanwhile, I have the other um, little items which I can give to the family, um, and you can make little mojo bags out of them, um, just to add other protective elements, um, and you're, you're set. I don't know that I mentioned putting the photos of your targets underneath each of the hmm. candles, but um, I'm a, I really like uh, photos and all my work, um, so I do like doing that. So that's kind of a description of what the fiery wall of protection spell um, feels like the way I do it. And I hope that it encourages you to try it at home. This is really basic, lovely um, work, very old-fashioned, very strong. Um, and I, you mentioned making a packet. Um, I've done this also with... Um, St. Michael, Archangel Michael, instead of the Guardian Angel, you can use either one. There are various ways to do it. Um, when you say making packets, so what you're saying is taking some of those herbs and some of the wax remnant and some of the um, remnant and making a packet for each child or making one Correct. packet for the whole family? A packet one for, for each, each child. child. 
Got it. Understand. And then a packet for the mother, I presume, as well. Yes. And she also would have the Angelica root in hers. Right. The Angelica root would be for her. For her. Beautiful. Boy, that's very clear. Another thing you did not say, but I I could hear it between the lines, you do not dress the black perpetrator or evildoer candle. Mm. He is undressed, right? That's very common in this one. We don't even do him the service of, like, revenging on him. He's just gone. Dead, (laughs) dead, dead. Right? (laughs) Go away. Go away. (laughs) I love that. Okay, that's a beautiful spell. Very well adapted for Mother's Day work. And um, if I had to add one thing, maybe a little mother word herb too, but I'm just a mother word herb fanatic. Um, and those herbs that are in there, those rings, you can put into the packets for the children. And I loved your idea of adding the law keepaway elements because, as we know, the days are gone when we can rely upon the police to protect our children. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. <laughs> Papa Newt's going to give us our announcements, and we'll get out of here. Thank you, Miss Cat and Countryman Ali, and thank you, Deacon Millet, for Alters.org in Joshua Tree, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers will be William Stickovers of WilliamStickovers.com in San Francisco, California, bringing us the topic on planet Uranus in Taurus. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at the Contraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from PapaNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jugman playing the Jugman Vault. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Papa Newt. Thank you, Contraman Ali. Thank you, Deacon Oh, Mellon. it was a pleasure. All righty. Well, Happy all that's left. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to you, buddy. (laughs) All right. Good night, all. Good night. Good night.